Welcome to the podcast of the fabulous Las Vegas Rotary Club. My name is Jacqueline Thornhill, and I am honored to serve as the 97th president. Our club focuses on youth, children's literacy, and we support our active duty military and veterans. We meet on Thursdays at Lowry's at noon. For more information, please visit LasVegasRotary.com or follow us on Facebook at Las Vegas Rotary Club founded 1923, where you can watch a live stream of our weekly meetings. Please enjoy this week's speaker. So uh, thank you, President Jackie, and good afternoon to my fellow Rotarians. Uh, for just a moment, I want to take you to a dark place. Uh, imagine uh, a world without fine arts. Blank walls in our homes. No music, empty museums, no films, no dance, no theater, gray shell buildings, and the only amusing content on TV is fake news. <laughs> Such a world would be a soulless, car, cold, and unhappy place to live. However, a prerequisite to fill our lives with fine arts are artists and content creators. And we are so fortunate to have in our community a first-class college of fine arts to nurture and mature the creative energies and talent of their students. As these students graduate, we not only enjoy the benefits of those who remain to fill our abundance of local performance venues, but also go on to enrich the lives of the rest of the world as they move out into the diaspora. The success of a large and complex institution such as UNLV's College of Fine Arts requires well-qualified leadership. And looking at Dr. Usher's biography, you can find that all the boxes are checked. Two decades as a talented concert violinist, 12 years on the music faculty at the University of New Mexico, co-president at the California Institute of Arts, and most recently five years as president at Cornish College of the Arts in Seattle. However, effective leadership requires more than just an oppressive list of life experiences. To be effective, a leader in a public university also needs to develop and sell her exciting vision of the future to both internal and external stakeholders. Through the strength of her personality and boundless energy, an effective leader must be able to motivate and drive her institution to realizing her ambitious and exciting vision. In the short time that I've come to know Dr. Usher, I know we are indeed fortunate to have someone with their talent and requisite abilities to lead the College of Fine Arts into an exciting future. And I am so proud to be able to introduce her to the club. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. That was a lovely introduction. I'm honored, really. And I'm very honored to be here with all of you today. As I listened to your meeting with President Jackie, and try to comprehend all the ways in which you enrich our community. I'm humbled to be here and to be among you. I'm also very moved by your tribute to the uh, victims of the tragedy two years ago. The fact that these people have names and photos and you're watching them and paying honor to them and even paying for their, some of the funerals tells me so much about the character of your of your wonderful chapter. I know this is an important chapter. Historically, you're, I think you're almost 100 years old. And I want to also mention that um, 
we have among you some, some new NLV uh, luminaries. Carolyn Sparks, former regent, current trustee, wonderful, wonderful uh, contributor to the spirit of our university. Kim Nioni, uh, great leader in the fundraising world. Of course, our very own Diane Zapak and Jennifer Vaughn, so kind to spend their time with us here today. Um, I think our, our work here with you in the next half hour is really to give you a sense, sort of an overview of our college, but the most important message that I can bring you is one of sharing. We want so much to be part of your family and you part of ours. We want to bring you in. Uh, I want to say Stu is a new citizen of, of, a fairly new citizen of our city, has joined our advocacy group. And Stu, I want to thank you so much what you've already done for our college as well as I know for the Rotary Club. And I know you had a lot to do with our being here today. So thank you so much. I want to thank President Jackie. So I think uh, I want to tell a little story. We have a slideshow, but I want to tell a little story before we start because I want to bring you into my world. And, and my world is the college's world. It's the university's world. I'm here, I'm here to serve, and I'm blessed. I'm very, very fortunate. So I want to tell you about what happened in an hour this morning, right before my dear colleagues and I uh, came to this beautiful restaurant for this incredible lunch. I'm walking in the campus, and a, and a lovely new faculty member of graphic design stops me. He says, Dean, I'm so excited. You should see what our students have done so far. This is the fifth week of the semester. We're just, we're just glowing. The work is incredible. And I say, oh, I'm so proud. Let's get together. I'd love to see what the students are doing, because we're all about the students, and it is such a privilege to serve our students and faculty. So I get into the elevator. I meet in the elevator a director of one of the plays that's going to be on our Nevada Conservatory Theater roster this year. You're going to hear all about our activities. Uh, his name is Doug Hill, and he said, Nancy, I'm so excited. We're, we just auditioned the cast, and this is an amazing group of students. They are going to take risks. I said, that's, Doug, that's incredible, but look at the mentorship they have from you. He said, this is really going to be a phenomenal uh, cast, and the performances are going to be great. Um, so then I wander into our offices. I'm not going to say too much about my conversation with Diane, but I will tell you that she had amazing news this morning about a very significant gift, and we are so humbled and proud and grateful for all of the wonderful people in our community who help us. That just made our morning. Then I happened to look at an email Honestly, I try to stay away from them as much as I can, but it doesn't work very well. So I get an email message from our head of healthcare design in our School of Architecture with incredible news about one of our graduate students, a young woman from El Salvador who's just been assigned a project with our fantastic medical school to, buy, to build some kind of a biomedical containment system. And I think to myself as we're driving here, we have a slideshow which will give you an overview of the college, but I think how, how lucky am I to be uh, serving a school in a great university where students are making their mark in such amazing ways. Because you'll see that one of our slides is about our mission in which we say we're going to educate visionaries that are going to transform the world. 
where, you know, we have high, high hopes, incredible ambition to serve our community, our nation, and the world. I think much like the Rotary Club in which you serve. So I just wanted to give you, that all happened within about 60 minutes. And I sometimes feel that, um, I mean, I guess get goose pimples all day long, frankly, about the amazing potential in our society and our humanity. And the beautiful words that Stu shared with us about what the arts does for our souls and our lives and our society. So I couldn't be prouder, but let me tell you a little bit more factual information about our college. So let's see if I remember how to do this. Okay. I'm, may I read the mission statement to you? I'm so proud of our mission statement. The College of Fine Arts, a creative nexus anchored within the vibrant and diverse culture of Las Vegas, boldly launches visionaries who transform the global community through collaboration, scholarship, and innovation. I don't have to tell you that forming a mission statement is really uh, onerous and very uh, deeply challenging uh, work. So we spent about six months, a whole team, not just myself, but a whole team uh, within our strategic planning framework two years ago uh, and I think this captures a lot. And uh, again, I think it's very congruent to the work that you do. So who are we? I already told you about a few, a few of our units. We have the theater, we have the art, we have the architecture. We have seven academic units. And some of them, I mean, they're all, um, I love all, all of them equally. They're all wonderful. And we have some unusual ones. The entertainment, engineering, and design work is one of very few in the world. And of course, it is so perfect for our Las Vegas because it means that the strip is our laboratory and many of our students go out and create new ideas about lighting design. They work with Cirque du Soleil. They all have internships and they're going to be these transformative citizens. I, I truly believe that. But all of our work is important. And what's really wonderful right now I see more and more, I'm now it's starting my fourth year as dean, they're working together. They're working across boundaries. And that gives our students a wonderful sense of what it means to collaborate. So I couldn't be prouder about that. We also have a performing arts center. We have a theater venues, curated spaces. The Barrett Museum of Art is also under our college. We, we have, may I say, we have a great college. So here is our Performing Arts Center. I'm sure that many of you have been there. Uh, we're proud. We have a number of different kinds of venues. Uh, I know we'll have some time for discussion at the end of this slideshow, and I want, I want to tell you over and over again, we want you to come, and I want to be helpful. I have my card here. I want to offer you tickets. If you've never been before, we really would love to get you on campus. And you know what? We even have our own dedicated parking space now. And I know parking is super important. And after a certain time of the day, actually, parking is free. Some people don't know that. OK. Now, I think the point of giving you some of these statistics now is to tell you that we have, uh, on the degree level, uh, uh, almost 2,200 students. But we have about 800 more who are coming through all the time as minors, and they're, they're studying the history of rock and roll. We have some online courses. And I, I've done some research lately. I haven't had a chance to share this with Diane and Jennifer. But we're probably one of the t top 10 
fine arts colleges in the country in size. Very few fine arts colleges are our size. So we're proud. I mean, size isn't everything, but it shows that we're trying to serve our students the best possible way with with a stellar education. And we want to do as much good as possible. So we will be growing in population about 10% a year. We said that two years ago, and each year we have grown. So, you know, we think that that's the right way forward for us. And I just wanted to say we offer a lot of degrees as well, about 17. And that's the bachelor's degree, different kinds of bachelor's degrees, master's degrees. And we offer a doctorate in music. And we also have a brand new artist diploma for people who are at the doctoral level, but they might be international students who might already have a doctorate. So this, it breaks down a little bit uh, more. I think you may have heard that these days in higher education, very often the females are a larger group than the males. We would be very happy to see that equalized, but that's, those are the demographics we're hearing more and more about. Um, here are some ways in which we're diverse. You know that we're the most diverse university in the entire nation. We are so proud of that. And diversity means many things. We'll talk about that. But we, we welcome people of all ages, and uh, we, we, we rejoice in the education we provide to all of them. And, you know, one of the stories that i like to share with you is my first year, we have a couple of film festivals. We have something called Spring Flicks, and we have the 48-hour film festival where students run all around campus or wherever they are, and they shoot a film, and then there's a competition. And I remember the first time I realized how broad our demographic was in age because I saw people of all ages you know, making a film together, and then I realized they were all students. It was fantastic. I love that very much about our university and about our college. And then, you know, we are proud that, that a great attribute of the education we offer students at our university is to learn to work with everyone, to have a microcosm of the way life will be when they're no longer students and they become alumni. And by the way, they're going to belong to us forever forever, because we want to keep serving our alumni as well. But this is just an extraordinary opportunity we have in our city, in our region, to help students understand the world. And that is why I am so proud that as part of an education, all students from different ethnicities, different regions, different ways of life, they're working together, and they, they, they accept that and, and celebrated as, as a fundamental part of an education. That is just deeply profound to me. Now, of course, I'm, I like to brag about our, about our college, and I think, uh-oh, am I leaving something out? You know, and of course, we do leave things out. We can always make up for it because we're, always, we're a place of continuous improvement, and that means I'm a person, hopefully, of continuous improvement. So I'll, I'll mention something the next time that I don't mention today. But, you know, we saw in our mission statement, we're about transformation. So isn't it wonderful that the cosmopolitan uh, friends that we have decided to help us offer a Change Maker in the Arts Award? I am so proud of that award. We offered it for the first time last year. It's a $5,000 award. It was a competitive process. I had a secret jury. I didn't tell anyone who was on it. I wasn't on it, who I tasked with looking at all the applications and choosing one. But we had so many good applications, I ended up making a couple of other awards as well. The emerging artist who is looking at change differently and so forth. But we are very proud. 
it's unusual, but it won't be in a few years to have a postdoc, a postdoctoral fellow in the arts. We think of that uh, designation perhaps as being a little bit more common in science and social sciences and so forth, and, and even humanities. But we do this year have a postdoc fellow, someone who has a doctorate. He's, a, he's an international student, and he's creating knowledge. He's a, he's a performing artist who also does a lot of research. And so we want to keep that up, but we're proud of that. We're starting a project called Arts Transforms Lives. Uh, actually, some other Rotary clubs in our region have adopted some schools, and we're sending teaching artists in, some of our students. And then we're, we're inviting uh, the principals and some students from different elementary and high schools to come to campus and get free tickets to our events. Uh, and in the meantime, our, stu our own students are learning how to be teaching artists, which will serve them so well in their artistic lives. We have a passport program. We believe in international education. We believe in, in educating global artists. And we, a, a very wonderful gift came to us, and we're using part of that gift to offer any student who does not have a passport a free passport. Uh, we've now done, uh, I think, more than 100 of our students have come forward and said they never traveled before. We pay for their passports. And we have a lot more resources devoted to that. For anyone who's never traveled, we will buy their passport for them. And it's, I, I believe that that's the right thing to do. We've just become a member of the Alliance for Arts and Research Universities because we believe the arts is about research and practice. We believe about creating knowledge. We believe in something called practice-led research. And so we're proud to be a contributor to, the, to the, our wonderful research, R1 University, who's really in the top-tier category, and we want our arts college to be right there with the other colleges in doing research as well as performance. And then I mentioned before, we're doing more and more collaboration. It is so exciting. We want so much for you to come and see it. Um, I wanted to say that one of our new leaders, uh, this is like an, this is an example for you, uh, one of our new leaders, our new director of the architecture school, has just been invited to Harvard as one of 20 leading thinkers worldwide for the Future Cities Conference in November. While we're very proud of Stefan, I want to say that he's one of a number of our faculty members and directors and chairs who routinely get invited to such conferences. But I did want you to get a glimpse about the leadership in the different disciplines we have. We are so fortunate. And of course, this is true among all the different colleges at the university. I just wanted to give you an example of how proud we are that we're sharing the talent and the expertise that we have with Harvard and many other universities. We're on the forefront of some digital art and design tools. Uh, we have all kinds of great equipment. Uh, we uh, and so and and we're and we're and by the way, we can never sit still. We can never be complacent because we know our disciplines are running ahead, and we want to prepare our students for professions that don't even exist yet. We always say it's fine. We're, it's fine to welcome them and their parents to be part of our family when they enter. But where are we going to be with them in four years, or in the in the, in the case of graduate students, in, several, in even more years, we have to be ready for what they don't even know they're going to be doing yet. And so therefore, our equipment, our technology has to stay current and really be a congruent with the way life will be 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. Um, Jennifer was so kind, our wonderful communications director, to help pull together something we call points of pride. It's a little bit hard to read here, but we do, we did for your convenience, have copies on your table. And again, 
you know, it's not everything. It's not exhaustive. It's not comprehensive. But it gives you a flavor. It gives you an impression of the things we're really, really proud about. Um, and I just mentioned I was in the uh, elevator with Doug Hill, who's going to be directing uh, one of our uh, plays. And uh, this is from our Nevada Conservatory Theater. So we, we uh, house in our college one of the preem preeminent uh, regional theaters in our region, in our, in our area. And we want you to get to one of our plays, we, or more, at least one. We have a great, great museum. Right now we have a really interesting exhibit up called Connective Tissue that was created by a neuroscientist who's also an artist. Isn't that interesting? I'll tell you a little gossipy fact, which I, t I think I'll tell everyone. Leafing through the New York Times uh, several months ago in the wedding notices, I noticed that Amanda, who I knew was coming to do this project, I saw, wow, she's getting married. How wonderful. And what does she say in her wedding notice in the New York Times? She says how much she's looking forward to her forthcoming exhibition at the Barrick Museum of Art in Las Vegas. I, I, I was very excited. She didn't have to put it in her wedding notice, but I was really happy she did. And so I want to invite all of you to come. These are free exhibitions. Uh, we're open uh, every day. Uh, we, you know, uh, I'm so proud of all of our units, but this one recently got mentioned as one of the top ten dance programs in the nation. And it's a formidable program. Every two years they go to Korea, and they come together with another university there, and the students from America and Korea come together and dance together. And I had the privilege of being with them uh, in Korea last fall, where Stowe Shoemaker, the head of our hospitality school, and I co-chaired a, uh, a reception for hospitality and fine arts together. Isn't that wonderful? We have, the great, I, we have great deans. They're wonderful, wonderful colleagues. So I'm so proud of dance. I told you that we're buying passports. We want to make sure that our students, that they choose to travel, we want to make it possible for them. And then once they have their passports, they need to do something wonderful with them. And we want it to be in the arts. And so we have these kinds of projects going on for our students. Because we want their education here to be distinguished from the education they would get at every other university. Of course, every other university wants that too, and that's correct. Each one of us offers something special, and we love all of our universities. But we're so proud that we don't just have the, cl the classroom is great, and we have great, great professors. We want our students to experience the world, and we want them to get out there and make art, make work, and, and never let the thing happen that Stu talked about. We never want a world without the arts. So we want our students to feel the agency, the inventiveness, that they can get up and make life different for someone who's in the audience. That's our, one of our major goals. So we're really proud about these global endeavors. We heard last the last time, a year ago, we had a strategic planning session, and some of our faculty and students and community members said, why aren't we at the legislature in Carson City to tell them about our college? And I thought, we're going to be there. And so March 6, 2019, about 25 of us marched, I and mean, we didn't walk, but we marched on the plane, and we got to Carson City, and we did a I mean, I was just so proud that our woodwind quintet played in the legislative building. We had a reception for the legislators that night. The next night, we had 
a reception in the Carson City um, Art Center, which is run by one of our alumni. And we had all of the, many of our arts were displayed there. And the legislators told us they were very happy. And, uh, and Luis Valera, our vice president, said, Nancy, people usually run the other way when they see me. But now, after the arts came, they came and congratulated me. I'm not sure those, those were his exact words. But he said the arts made it easier for him. So isn't that what the arts is supposed to do? We were so proud. And, and I was lucky enough to be with uh, Barbara Atkinson, who is our outgoing and founding dean of the medical school. And I thought, wow, I love the medical school. I thought, wow, how wonderful that the arts and medicine is going to all, together are going to be at all these different legislators' offices. We went to many. And I love Barbara, our founding dean, and I just had the best time with her. So there she is with, with me. And let's see. Okay, is that, um, is that, is that it? Okay. Um, I, do you think we have much? You know, we have a video of our time in Carson City, but I don't think we have time because I think it's the most important thing now is to get a conversation going. I'm very, very interested in if I can be helpful to you, take your comments, invite you to come to what we're doing and hear um, some discussion points that you may want me to address. So let's, let's say that this is the end of the presentation and now I can't wait to hear what ideas you have for us. Thank you so much. And then at the very end, we'll be inviting you already. We're going to be inviting you to our Art Walk on October 11th. We're going to be inviting you to our Hall of Fame on April 7th. You're going to be, hopefully after this visit, I can still nudge you to come to things or invite you to come to things. It would be a pleasure. Hi, uh, welcome. Thank you for speaking today. Um, you know, our club is very focused on early childhood literacy uh, in some challenge schools. We work with four different schools very closely. A number of years ago, we engaged with the UNLV Fine Arts Department on a, I think it was called an Arts Bridge program, where some of your students actually came out and taught social studies, math, and other things, but using the fine arts as a gateway to learn these things. Is that program still active, or do you do things like that still? It's kind of, it, it, we believe in this work, and I'd love to work with you and, and your colleagues. The ArtBridge program evolved into something we call Community Arts Partnership, where we're currently, we're sending visual artists to a homeless youth shelter, Shannon West, but we're very open to ideas, and we want to collaborate. So let's have a conversation about that. I, I think it's a beautiful project you're doing. Thank you. We have Judith. I was so glad to hear of your support for a music therapy degree program finally at UNLV. After 28 years of advocacy there, um, nothing has happened. It was much easier to get state licensure for music therapists through the state legislature and governor than it has been to get a music therapy degree program at UNLV. What are the barriers today that we need to proceed through in order for that to happen. I'm so glad that you mentioned it because it's been one of my goals that we will have this program. You know, I think it's just, it's about will and it's about making a decision that we're going to do everything we can to move through the different, different stages that you need to move through to get a degree approved. But I would love to work with you on this. I think when the community comes forward and lets us know how we can serve the community best, 
We all benefit from that. And I do appreciate your advocacy. I would love to see us have a music therapy program. I think it's, it's a wonderful profession, and our society needs it. And I really appreciate your words earlier today. Thank you. Nancy, I, I just want to thank you for this presentation. Having been involved with UNLV for many, many, many years, back when it was tumbleweed tech, and everybody used to send their kids out of state and even went up to that other place up north. And, uh, and we were always second to UNR in everything. And as of now, UNLV and virtually every department and every major is as good or more than uh, our neighbors up north. And UNLV has become the school of choice for local kids who don't go out of town. And one of our major sources of income at UNLV are the out-of-state tuitions. So you have created so much over there. And I just, I can't tell you how proud I am. And I'll start crying if I talk about it. But thank you so much. And Carolyn, everybody in Las Vegas thanks you. Thank you. Carolyn, thank you for your leadership. It's such a joy to see a university that is in such a dynamic part of its history. We have so much to build on, and it's the best place I ever worked. I, I, every day I wake up so proud that we can keep building on what we have. We are very ambitious in the best way. We want to take advantage of opportunities, and mainly we want to see that our students have an education that will prepare them beautifully for whatever life has in store for them. One of the things I was able to tell the legislators in Carson City is that we are the only college of fine arts in the state. There is a very, I want to say, you know, respectfully, there is a very good art program up north, but it's, it's, it's fashioned differently. It doesn't have, in a way, the depth of, um, of support that a college has. So we're so fortunate to be a college of fine arts where we stand proudly alongside you know, engineering and hospitality and business and liberal arts and medicine and nursing and uh, the, the health science schools. And, and, and if I forgot some, I'm sorry. But I love our deans. I love our colleges. And I think the strength of the institution is obviously the, you know, the strength of every facet of the institution, but the deep and important work the research, the practice, the engagement that goes on in our colleges is just absolutely stellar. I can tell you that. And I do think Carolyn is right. We are just proud. We have a great university. Uh, and how special it is to be one of the people who has the accountability to really keep, keep at it, never be complacent, keep growing, keep listening to the community, to our students, to our faculty, to our wonderful leaders on campus and everyone to see how we can keep serving people better. Because I think for me, it's, it really is about accountability and serving and, and helping students make sure they have what they need to go out into the world and be incredibly successful in every way. So, Nancy, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that. Part of, as you know, part of building a world-class program is having world-class facilities. And we are in a, at a time when, uh, you know, as folks saw, Ham Hall has been around for a long time. And so you have a very exciting project as part of us elevating 
the uh, status of our program and ensuring that the students that come here uh, get the best training and that we can recruit the best instructors, performers to come here. Please talk a little bit about that. Kim, I thank you so much for making sure that I have a chance to tell you about one of our most exciting projects in the history of the world. I'm only slightly hyperbolic here. Um, We have the chance right now to build a world-class art learning building on our campus, very likely to be at the site where Grant Hall is, one of the earliest buildings. We'll be finalizing all that very shortly. But this is going to be magnificent. I can't wait to come to visit in five years. And you know, we'll, we'll have lots and lots of events for the community. It's going to be outward-facing to Maryland Parkway, uh, kind of near Tam Hall, which is our alumni building. And it's going to be twice as tall as it is today. We have two stories. It's going to be four stories, similar to the new hospitality hall. It's going to have 100,000 square feet, as opposed to 25,000 square feet now. Can you imagine? It's going to be four times as big. It's going to be state-of-the-art. It's going to be led by the visual arts, but it's going to include all the arts. And uh, we've, we've been awarded. We're so proud by the, by the regions. We've been awarded $500,000 to hire an architect and to start looking at um, some renderings and some early marketing materials it's still under wraps. We have chosen an architect, but because the state has a very a deliberative process where you hire someone for quality, but then you have meetings about the finances, and we're just in those meetings now. We're not, we're not allowed to say anything about the architect because we don't know if we'll all agree about the finances. And if we don't, we'll go. We had, we had 13 bids and five finalists, and we have a great team of people who made the choice, and all five finalists were wonderful. And we chose one, and in about a month, we'll probably be able to disclose who that is. And we're now going to be working uh, in a new meeting in October to see if we can get some funds for the construction plans, which is, a very, as you all know, a very important part of the project. But this is going to be an amazing building. It's going to have state-of-the-art technology. It's going to... Um, really be on the forefront about what an art learning building is in our world. And I also want to differentiate it for some of you who are aware about the burgeoning art. We have a great museum on campus, and there's a lot of discussion about building a great museum at Symphony Park. The way we feel in in the College of Fine Arts is we want to support all of our fellow artists. We love, of course, we love the Smith Center. We're so proud. And we want to distinguish this building from some of those other wonderful venues because this is a learning building. And what does that mean? That means that we're also going to take advantage of opportunities to have K-12 there, for example. We're thinking about having a Saturday school or after-school programs for all of our young children in the community. We want um, people from all ages to come. We want to have special community events and, uh, you know, catering and a cafe and all that. We're going to have a brand new auditorium. We're going to have a new kind of a speaker series. We already have many wonderful speaker series on campus. But it's going to be state-of-the-art, and I think it's my time to say thank you very much. It has been a privilege to be here. Thank you. Right here, right here, Nancy. 
Dean Nancy, your apartment sounds absolutely amazing, and thank you so much for coming and joining us today. I'd like to present you with our Share What You Can Award, which means that we're giving a donation to the local USO in your name. Thank you again. Dean Nancy just said she would like to give a donation to our club, so thank you once again. And she'll have some more information. She'll stay after a while if, to talk about the things she'd like to invite us to. You have a few minutes for that? It's on the table over there. Okay. In the words of a woman I most admire, Amelia Earhart, no kind action ever stops with itself. One kind action leads to another. Let's leave today building connections, taking kind action, serving one another, and rejoicing in the fellowship of Rotary. Meeting adjourned. We hope you enjoyed the latest podcast from the Las Vegas Rotary Club. For more information about future meetings, membership, and our local service projects, please visit lasvegasrotary.com. Now please go out, take action, and connect the world.